Welcome to Life Has Changed with me, Craig Smith. I'm a transformational coach with a keen interest in depression, having suffered through it for two years. With everything around us constantly changing, Life Has Changed is your one-stop shop to keep your life in balance. Hello there and welcome to episode 12 of Life Has Changed. Today I'm going to be focusing on living with depression, so I'll be sharing a bit more of the backstory just for those of you who haven't already listened to the earlier episodes and talking about the last month in particular of things that have been going on in my life where I've started to have some, where I had some off days and how I managed to deal with them because as we know depression doesn't necessarily go away, it sticks with you and you just learn how to, how to cope with it, how to challenge it and how to live your life successfully while having it. So without further ado, let's go on with the episode. Hello there and welcome to the next episode of Life Has Changed podcast. I'm staring at my window just now and it is an absolutely beautiful sunny day as it has been for the past couple of weeks. I have to apologize again for missing um, an episode last week. These last couple of weeks have been absolutely crazy busy. And some of what I'm going to talk about is a bit of the reason why uh, I didn't get to my podcast recording uh, last week. Because today I'm going to be talking about living with depression. So I've spent quite a lot of time over the last several episodes, well, since we started the podcast, talking about various different facets of depression, um, and today uh, I just want to talk about how I live with depression because, I mean, it's not good every day. It's way better than it was, and when it's not good, I've got tools to cope with that, but I want to share a little bit about that so that you understand that this doesn't have to be forever, and there are ways that you can you can get past this. So, um, living with depression. So, just a quick recap. I've suffered from depression since the summer of 2020. Um, I had a lot of time off work, signed off by the doctor, spent a year on antidepressants, um, had a number of counselling sessions with a counsellor to help me process my intrusive thoughts, which included thoughts of of uh, serious self-harm and I uh, retreated from all social contact really with anybody else, uh, stopped communicating, uh, wasn't even really able to communicate effectively with my wife, um, got back into online gaming, into a, a toxic community I suppose in in many ways. Uh, not everybody in that community was toxic, but um, it was toxic for me in a lot of different ways. Um, but that was my coping mechanism to hide from my life and just focus on my, uh, focus on on life in there um, because it felt better than the life I was living. Um, so that's a bit of a quick recap. Um, I got better by asking for help so I got better through speaking to the doctor talking through treatment options um, getting a course of antibiotics um, speaking to the counsellor to help me deal with the intrusive thoughts when they come and thankfully I haven't had any of them for probably over a year now 
um, finding uh, Gaming Addicts Anonymous for uh, help with gaming ad- addiction, which I suffered from probably on and off for several years. Um, I spent some time with a coach helping to reassess and reevaluate my goals and put together a plan of action that I could take forward um, in order to achieve those goals. I reevaluated my goals completely, actually. I joined a, a community, an online community that's centered around finance in order to get a better um, understanding of how money can work for me and how I can live my, my life more effectively or use my money more effectively in order to live the life that I want. Um, and that includes this uh, running this business full time. So um, I've I've been running this business since May of 2022. This is now uh, May of so actually just a year. Why my first year anniversary? Wow. Um, so I've been running this business for a year now. Uh, I still work full time in a nine to five job for a large corporate organization. Um. That in itself has its own stresses uh, attached to that job, but also trying to do both is is pretty difficult at times. But I've got to make this uh, a financially successful business that can support my outgoings, I my mortgage, my bills, all that sort of thing. I don't have a particularly, um, I, I don't need a lot of money. I don't, I don't have a lot of have that much in the way of luxuries. Yeah, we enjoy a nice holiday in the summer and stuff, but uh, there are. A lot of things that I have at the moment that I could do without, um, and I, I through my through my finance community, I've spent a bit of time working out what that looks like. So, looking at what, what do I actually need to survive on the use uh, of having the life that I've got at the moment, what would be the bare minimum I would need if I cut some stuff out, and what would be what would I need in order to live the life that I want to live, like the goal life, doing the business full time. Which really, really helped me clarify and and just be really specific about what it was that I wanted to go after um, and actually helped me realize that it was achievable. When you start to see things in black and white, it starts to feel a lot more achievable. So that community has been a fantastic support for me. We help, our, we help keep ourselves accountable. It's a global community, so there's people all over the world. We have regular accountability check-ins, lots of different things like that. Um, so that's, I guess, what's helped get me to where I am now um so that's that that probably sounds really good and it is it's so much better than the situation that I was in before but it's not perfect like you're not I don't believe that you get to a point where you've just where depression just is no more I think I think it has the I think it's I think it just stays there I think it goes dormant or you learn how to cope with it and that's my view of it now it's probably not a medical view um, I don't know what the medical view of it is, um, and I think it probably, to a certain extent, it de- it depends on the individual. Um, everybody reacts differently, and everybody suffers with depression differently. So, one path through it isn't necessarily the same as somebody else's. But I do believe that by listening to what other people um, have experienced, you can take from that what you think is going to be helpful to you. Either that, or you can just take everything from other people's experience and try 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 everything. That they did to see what works for you i mean it won't necessarily all work but that's my view so anyway getting back to the to the point i guess the key things that i have struggled with probably over the last i don't know a little while 
last month has been there have been part, points in the last month that have been particularly hard um and i think a lot of that centers around loneliness so my wife's traveled a lot um which uh, which is normally fine i don't i normally don't mind that um she's has a very busy job and as a result of that has to has to has to be where the people that she's working with are um so that requires um some travel um when or- like i say ordinarily that's fine but i think um in these last few weeks because we've been so my job itself has been particularly busy it's been really hectic um fast fast paced and changing a lot as well so not an awful lot of clarity and a lack of clarity um i think if you go back to the first episode i cited that as one of the reasons where where i think that fed into the kind of perfect storm that that led me to have an episode uh, a fairly extensive episode of depression in the first place so that is something that i I don't see I wouldn't say I struggle with it on a day-to-day basis necessarily but when it starts to become more prolonged and I think when you start to just change constantly like when there's you you plan to do something and then something changes and then you get on with that and a couple of days later it changes and then the day after that it changes again stuff like that I think starts to build up for me because the thing that is the thing for me is uh, it's frustration more than anything so I'm really motivated by a desire to want to do good for people. So especially when you can see the benefits in the work that you're trying to do, um, not being able to do that work or being constrained in doing that work by the the inability of more senior people to make decisions or to just uh, commit to what we want to do and just go for it is hugely, hugely frustrating for me. And I think that's probably what happened over the past few weeks, let's say a month. Um, a combination of that thing and then feeling a bit of additional loneliness from my from my wife not being around as much I think probably led me to to have a few days where I was particularly low um and I started to I did feel some of those old kind of habits coming back in um I think there are there are days there are there are certainly a few days where I got up in the morning and my I've been I've been working really hard to get my morning routine back in place. Um, previous to having had any sort of signs of depression, my morning routine was really strong. So I would get up and I would, I would work out, I would journal, I would meditate, um, and then I'd be ready for the day ahead. Um, I would say, um, in the last couple of weeks, probably maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, something like that, I had probably two or three days where I got up in the morning. And I just, I just didn't really feel like doing anything. It was like, it was like, almost like it was not as bad, but almost like it was when I was in um, the the midst of my depressive um, experience, I suppose. Episode is probably the right word. And I, so like when I got up, I didn't, I didn't necessarily meditate. I didn't journal. I didn't do my workout. I guess what I did, the thing that I found that was different um, this time round was I learned to let that let that be. So rather than uh, rather than get really worked up or get frustrated that I hadn't been able to do what I wanted to do in the morning before work, I I just 
I just listened to my body. So I knew that 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 I needed that space, um, and that's something that I've learned that that if you're if you're telling yourself that that's that that's something that you need, that you just need some time, then you have two options. You can either challenge that and push yourself to be hard, and sometimes I do that. So I think it was the Friday at the end of that week. I did that. I took that approach, and I just thought, no, look, we just need to get. I need to crack on and do this. So I compromised though. Instead of doing three three meditations, I did one. Um, and instead of doing a longer workout, I did a shorter one. So I still got some of both in, which allowed me to feel like I'd achieved something in the morning before going into work. Other days, I I maybe felt it a little bit stronger. So probably the Wednesday and the Thursday were probably the worst ones. And in those days, I just kind of fell into it. Um, I just, I let it, I went with the flow and just made a plan to how could I meditate later or how could I fit my workout in later? And I did. So Wednesdays are non-workout days. So that wasn't so much of a problem, but I did go for a, for a longer walk Thursdays. I, Thursdays are a workout day. So I, I fitted it in later on. I think it was, I can't remember if I did it either at lunchtime or just after work. So that's one of the things that I guess that I learned was was try to be slightly more flexible and re- and learn how to recognize the times when you're just feeling a little bit off and you just need a bit of a kick or a bit of a push to actually just get over that little hurdle and, and do it at the time you would normally or the days when you're feeling a, a deeper um, in a deeper negative space where you actually just need the space and you just rearrange the plans a little bit and just do the, do it later on. So I didn't miss out on doing it that day. I just didn't do it in the morning. Um. So I think that's that's the first thing. The second thing was, um, and probably equally as important, is telling somebody that this has happened. So like talking about the, that as an experience. Um, ordinarily, I, I just let this go on the first time round back in 2020 slash 2021. I just let it go on. I let stuff like that happen every day. I didn't tell anybody about it. I just let it happen. And then it just compounds itself. So it just builds up and up and up and up and up into a, until it gets to a point where you're there's so much of that inside you that you're at breaking point and something snaps. So it's like filling up a bottle. I use the analogy of filling up a bottle. Like There's only so much stuff that you can put inside a bottle before you try if you keep trying to increase the the contents of a, of inside of a bottle and adding more and more and more pressure ultimately the bottle's just going to break um that's that's exactly what happens everyone's the same in that regard because it's for me that's a matter of physics you can't keep adding more and more stuff inside your head until before it breaks at some point it, ha- it only has a limited capacity to hold stuff like that in there so I yeah I so I texted one of my friends um who had was aware of what I'd gone through previously and just explained to her how I was feeling and she was really helpful and then as soon as my wife got home I told her as well um so that she was then aware um and that was helpful um useful to just be able to talk about it but also um and my wife was a bit a bit annoyed um to be honest that I hadn't told her straight away and I don't know for me that I I she was a way to do a particular thing 
Um, she had a lot of stuff to do, workshops to run during the day. I didn't want to add any additional pressure onto that by having her thinking about what was going on with me. Um, I'd got, I'd told somebody else, I'd got some some chat, some help, um, and I was kind of, as much as it wasn't a nice situation to be in, I was kind of managing it, but I do understand her point as well. So that's something for us to work out going forward. What's the best way for us to approach that? And again, it's it would be the same for, for you, whoever you tell, you you need to, to kind of balance that as well and work out, well, how's the best way to manage these things going forward if you need to talk to somebody about having an episode like that. Um, but thankfully, I think the that was probably the largest extent of it. The, I guess the other bit was maybe maybe not eating as, as well as I could. So I think I mean, my meal, I had all my meals worked out what I was going to be having. So those were fine, but maybe snacking a little bit more. I did find myself maybe having an extra biscuit or something like that in between times, which is was starting to get back to the sorts of things that I used to do um, when I was in the worst of my my first depressive episode. Um, but again, not nothing like where I was before. But I guess it's recognizing those things. So that was that was the thing that I was able to do. I was able to recognize that and say, just if I fancied something else rather than eating a whole packet of them, I would let myself have another one. Um, and that kind of that satisfied the craving a little bit, but it still allowed me to feel in control. So I think again, it's just it's just learning to listen to what your body is telling you and learning to say, well, what what is is this something it actually needs or is this just a feeling? Because there were other times where I was just kind of thinking, or oh, you know what, I really want to eat some chocolate or something like that. But it would, after the dinner, after dinner, sitting in the evening, thinking I really want to eat some chocolate, like a whole packet of chocolate. And I thought about, it, should I get in the car and go to go to the supermarket and work it and and just pick up some stuff? But then I was thinking to myself, I thought. Am I actually hungry? No, I'm not hungry. So therefore, by adding all the stuff into my stomach, I'm just going to fill it up even more. And probably that's going to mean that I'm not going to have as good a sleep or I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to feel bloated or full, and it's going to be harder for me to motivate myself to want to work out. So I guess that's the other that's the other thing that you start to utilize when you learn to live with depression is that rather than just accepting the thoughts that come into your head and acting on them, you start to learn how to question those thoughts. So when you start to question them, I guess most of the thoughts are, are impulses and, and impulses are designed to make you want to act on them immediately. So you get this thought of, oh yeah, wouldn't it be so good to have an ice cream? And you go, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. I really want an ice cream. But if you, the longer you leave it, then the more that in, impulse starts to wear off because um, you get that kind of spike in your thought, in your it's probably, I don't know, dopamine or something like that. Uh, I, I could probably look that up and work out what it is. But when you have the impulse, you get that spike and you think, and, and your mouth, you know what you know what I'm talking about because your mouth starts to water and you know the taste of it and you know what it's going to be like. And you think, oh, that'd be amazing. I really could fancy that just now. But if you just sit back for a, for a minute or two and you just think to yourself about different things or you ask yourself some questions about why you want that, you think, are you hungry? No. Do I really need it? No. Um, why do I want it? Blah, blah, blah. And you just ask yourself all these questions. Um, use five whys as a good technique for that as well. So just ask yourself, why do you want it? And then whatever the answer is, ask yourself why. And you keep doing that until you've asked yourself why five times to each to each different answer. Um, that will usually get you to the root cause of why it is you want something. And you can use that in lots of different scenarios. But um, 
yeah, that that's the other part of it is just you start to learn to rather than acting on those impulses, which when you're in a depressive episode, you, you don't have the rationality of thought. You don't have a clear head, so you don't have clarity on that. These are the sorts of things you should be doing to challenge that, which is what makes all this stuff so difficult. Um, which again is why you need to start to get some of that clarity in your head. So my, I always say, just the first thing to do, go and talk to a doctor and work out what the treatment options are and figure out a treatment plan for you, uh, whether that's uh, medication or whether that's counselling. Either way, it's going to help you get that clarity back in your mind and get control over your mind again, so that as you start to move forwards and you go to work with a coach, you're going to be able to do a lot more of these things. You're going to have the control, having these tools at your disposal if you've not done the initial step of working out um, what your treatment path is and getting the clarity or control back over your mind is not going to help you because you won't do it. Like these tools won't stick in your head until you've done that point, until you've worked out, until you've got over that initial hurdle of of, of getting some initial treatment to give you the, the control and the clarity back in your head. It won't matter. Um, a, co a coach is probably not going to be able to help you. I'm not saying not in every instance, but in, certainly in my case and a lot of other cases of clients I've had, I wouldn't have been the first person who was able to help them. They needed a, you need a bit of help first, and then you can start to focus on things like this. So I'm conscious I've now waffled on a little bit. Hopefully you found that helpful. Um, and yeah, I hope that the, the good weather continues, and wherever you are, you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, it'd mean so much to me if you'd leave a five-star rating and a review to help the podcast reach others who would benefit from hearing it. If you fancy sharing it with others directly, that'd be amazing as well. And as always, thanks so much for your support. Have a good week, and I'll talk to you next week.